So welcome to episode 39 of Morning Brew. We're back. Hey. Woohoo. 2022. Let's see how back we are. Maybe we're all dead. I'm feeling pretty dead. I'm not going to lie. New Year's. Yeah, I I, uh, I felt very dead by the time New Year's rolled around, which is why I'm not (laughs) drinking anytime soon. And I'm happier for it. So how how booze-soaked was your Christmas? Me? Yeah. I basically have been drinking almost every day from October up until New Year's Day. Holy shit. Um, so I am very, very glad to, uh, to be done. You're, you're pickled now. Technically, you can't age anymore. Any bacteria that enters your system immediately dies. I think I have the Iggy, Iggy Pop effect where I've like embalmed myself with, with whiskey. So I'm just never going to get past where I am now. Like I, I can't even die anymore. I'm just like, I'm now eternal. That's true, because everyone always brings up Ozzy Osbourne as the did so many drugs and still survived or Keith Richards. But both of those guys, you look at them and you're like, that person did a shit ton of drugs. Iggy Pop is basically going around as he ever was. Like, yeah, it's like, I mean, it's like, sure, he looks like a zombie, but he's always looked like a zombie. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's why that's, the, the drugs bounced off him, you know? Yeah. He's the role he became model. the drugs. Yeah. You Sometimes, if you're not lucky, people cut Iggy Pop and snort some of his blood to get high. <laughs> but I, I, I think, um, I think my favorite thing about Iggy Pop is how much he looked. He looked not anymore like Anthony Kiedis. And so there's loads of pictures that are like mistakenly attributed to like, whoa, look at this early, <laughs> look at this early uh-huh. picture of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and it's from like the '60s or the '70s when the Red Hot Chili Peppers were like mm. five or six. <laughs> I like, uh, I like that Iggy Pop was caught on multiple occasions lip syncing. And just doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, lip syncing. Fuck you. Have you ever ha, have you ever read something like completely in passing? Normally, something like you know, you'd be in a dentist's office and you just read while you're waiting. So the kind of thing they'll be out of your brain as soon as it's in it. Normally, yeah. I remember reading it was um, a review of an Iggy Pop memoir. I think it might have just been a biography, which mentioned that he got bullied in school for having an unusually large penis, and mm. I've never been able to forget it. Twenty years Isn't- later. Isn't that what like, happened to uh, Dustin Diamond? Yeah. I thought, I thought his was like prehensile. Like, it can move like a snake. Well, I mean, maybe it can. Tree but I mean, tree. <laughs> maybe it can, but as far as I know, Dustin Diamond has a fucking big old, well, had a big old fucking pecker on. <laughs> also, oh. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure the new Saved by the Bell season uh, implies that Screech dies of COVID. What? Why do they need to address it? Was he on the show? No. So never. I know where they're like, hey, guy who went to the school 30 years ago is dead of COVID. So the episode starts and they do a COVID intro. Hate it. Fuck off. What? It's been two years. Stop fucking doing it. I'm sick of it. I don't. Wait, I see when you say a COVID, COVID intro, do you mean like, you know, in the normal intro to the show um, where they have like the sunglasses and everything floating across the screen. Now it's like the coronavirus floating across it's the screen. It's it's like a cold open where they're talking about <laughs> how like to the coronavirus. One of the uh, yeah, it's like a cold open, and it's like uh, one of the characters is supposed to be like a little uh, reality star, and huh. she's like, "It was going to be the best year of my life," and then it, it like cuts to her talking about COVID and like showing like them like being distanced and stuff, and then like that it then puts them back into the school. But like, just <laughs> there's no need. It's so irrelevant. Why do it? They did a full like, like a custom COVID theme song. It's just well, it's so bizarre. And my lungs won't stop groaning. I think <laughs> it's, too loud, it's so it's so strange. And then they like they they bring up COVID. This is the only reason I think they brought it up is because they bring up COVID, and then they're talking about how like oh yeah, it's been a rough year. Are you going to that thing at the max later? And as soon as they said that, I turned to Eve. I was like, right, so Screech is dead. So they're gonna tell, say that Screech is dead. And uh, they they don't say he's dead. They just say that they'll miss him and that, like, oh, remember when he did this or whatever. And then there's like a little clip show. They don't even put like an in memoriam on the episode for him. <laughs> they, they, uh, they, just, they just show a weird clip show of when he's like dressed as a woman at 14 entering a beauty contest. And then the credits roll. And it's so weird. But I'm pretty sure they only did COVID so they could try and imply that he died of COVID. It's really odd. It's a really bizarre but did way he to die of COVID IRL. No, no, it was cancer, wasn't it? Or something like that. Oh wasn't yeah, it? Says, yeah, says here cancer. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. It was really strange. It was a really wow. odd thing to do. But also, like TV shows need to stop. Like it's it, like you need to stop. I 
And as well, the worst one is, and this is the real worst offender, they'll do COVID for like half an episode. Then they put a disclaimer up and they'll say, this show takes place in a reality where the COVID-19 pandemic has ended. And it's like, listen, what? This, this is fiction. You don't need to tell me that. You could never do COVID because it's all fucking pretend. I don't care. Stop fucking doing COVID. It's not clever. It doesn't add anything. It's stupid. It's really dumb. You know who was, a, who was a major advantage in that is all of the animated shows who already exist in this weird sort of timeless universe where you know nothing ever really changes and you know no one has phones right like so Bob's Burgers American Dad I've watched a few episodes of those recently and there's just no coronavirus because there doesn't need to be because the episode could have been made in 2006. Hey, you know what? Doesn't need to be covered in any TV show or movie unless it's a fucking documentary. <laughs> I'm just going to go on a limb and say you don't need to do it the only time I've ever heard of it being implemented was when we talked about the shameless ending last mm. year where <laughs> he dies of COVID-19 they try to um, they try to uh, uh, cremate him because he has done so much drugs and alcohol in his life he blows up the crematorium and the show ends <laughs> like his body has become like a bomb from the fumes inside his body so when they put him in the, cre- in the, cre- in the cremator he just explodes and blows up the whole crematorium. And that's how the show ends. Him blowing up the crematorium. <laughs> and that's it. That's when it peaked. You can't top that. It's time to move on. I do wonder, like, are there more shit finales than good finales? Because, like, Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't think anyone's really ever happy with a finale. I think, I think if you did a finale that was just a normal episode of the show, like almost like they thought they were getting another season and then they got cancelled. That's like the actual proper right to do a finale. Don't try to sum it up. There's no meaning to any of it. You made this to make money. That's fine. Don't pretend like, oh, all your friends are happy now and they've all, you know, gone off on, into the sunset together. It's just stupid. Yeah, but then you end up with like Santa Clarita diet stuff where like it ends on a gigantic on a cliffhanger and it's just over. And it's like, uh-huh. oh, cool. No, no I'm, do- I'm not saying don't cancel the show without warning so it just stops in the middle of a normal episode. I mean, <laughs> know when the show is ending. Did the- really? Did well, like mid-season. Uh, just, ah, that's, that's no, not, that. not mid-season, but like, you know the way that you know the way that they like to enter for the next season. Like, there was clearly a next season scripted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, they were, they had full-on Probably. Had the, main an- the main antagonist waking up from his coma situation and then they just didn't do a season three. Possibly because, possibly because, like, it's so horrifically over the top violent. It's incredible. Talk is about it, how is this... it better or worse than the movies, violence wise? Uh, I think worse than the movies. Way Fuck, worse. Fuck, really? Even oh, like the whole scene in the yeah, first, like it's where, all like, the, the very slowly the pulls movie. all the piercings out. All the witch. He does what? Yeah. Yeah, in the very first Punisher movie, his little buddy that has all the piercings, there's a scene where they very slowly, like, pull his piercings out one by one with a pliers as he's sitting on a oh, chair. Oh, yeah, worse than, worse than that. Yeah, worse and that's that. a pretty brutal scene, especially because they cut that's to, like... brutal, but, like... They well, cut away from that. Travolta? Uh... Mate, what? Who the, the fuck what? is John Travolta in The Punisher? In one of them, he's, like, the mob boss. He's, like... That was a good movie, actually. It was a bit like a, a, a Maybe... shit John Wick. Yeah, maybe that is the first one, actually. I I, I thought it was. I thought it was. I, th- I remember the. I remember like knowing what I was feeling. I knew what I was getting into in terms of the Punisher, in terms of the ultra violence. Yeah. Uh, having seen the movies, and then being just like, sitting back at one point and thinking, I'm not sure I can continue to watch this because it's turning my stomach <laughs> so much. Like, and, and in fairness, it was a climactic scene. His face being grated off a, a broken mirror for an extended Jesus sequence. Christ. Uh, quite an extended yeah, they... sequence. Their entire face just been. Yeah, they really like that. Yeah, uh, they, Steve I... has been censored. Yes. <laughs> Netflix doesn't like this. They've blocked them. We're a Christian show. We're a Christian yeah, I'll cat. never forget that scene. The first one where they pull all the piercings out because it cuts to like Frank Castle coming back to the apartment and like the guy is just like bent over like the kitchen sink as like all these holes in his face leak blood into the kitchen sink and it's like oh oh this is this is too far you didn't need this people are weirdly determined i'm just gonna go i'm just gonna go hook up my phone to or i'm just gonna go hook up um a lan cable to this because it's not stable enough sure bear with me now why are we waiting talking yeah yeah that's what we do 
Probably, you know, Steve, Steve, days. Steve has no object permanence. He thinks when he's gone, we just sit there, <laughs> blank face. Yeah, just, just waiting. I uh, I seen the new Spider-Man. Was it good? It, I liked it. It's probably the best of the three, but it's also a very strange movie. Yeah. Um, I've heard it just goes so much into fan service. that It does, um, but I think that's fine because, I mean, that's, that's Spider-Man. Um, and I'm assuming that, like, when they eventually introduce the X-Men into the MCU, which I'm sure is happening at any point in the next couple of years, I'm assuming that we're then going to see, like, a series of Wolverine movies all over again with whoever's the new Wolverine cast. Um, but, like, it's fine. I thought Andrew Garfield was very good in it. I thought Andrew Garfield's probably the funniest person in the movie. How old does Tobey Maguire look? Uh, he looks He looks old. He does look old, but he, you know he's still it, as, as as weird as ever. Uh, I think he's a little bit less weird now. He's kind okay. of grown into it. He sort um, of. He, 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 I don't think there's anyone who gives off as unsettling a vibe as not Tobey Maguire's Spider Man, just Tobey Maguire in general. If you yeah. if you told me like he was just a massive asshole, I I, well, I, I I'd be. immediately believe it. Is he? Yeah 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 yeah. He's I knew supposed it. to be. Did you ever? Uh, I can't remember. The, it's uh, Molly's game. The, the book that Molly's Game is based on. Maybe oh, it's called he, Molly's Game. Is he Molly? Okay, that makes sense. No. They, <laughs> yeah, it's his game. There's an, <laughs> unnamed, there's an unnamed actor in it that they didn't name because they didn't want to get sued. But the unnamed actor as part of this poker game would do things like demands that the wait staff barked like a dog and stuff before they tipped them. Uh, and it, he was part of the celebrity poker ring that came out in the... Uh, came out in the news years and years ago as apparently being a gigantic asshole and people there saying that he did that kind of stuff. So the unnamed character in Molly's game is Tobey Maguire. They just don't say Tobey Maguire. Oh. And the funny part is it's played by the only other weirdest person in fucking Hollywood, Michael Sarah. <laughs> it's like, oh, cool. You really, you passed this one well. Michael Sarah's just being smart there. If he if he plays a self aware kind of portrayal of an asshole, people will assume he couldn't be an asshole because an <laughs> asshole wouldn't, wouldn't do that because then they get called out themselves. But I, mean, I liked it. I thought Tommy McGuire was very good in it. I thought Andrew Garfield's probably the funniest one in the movie. I think he like his delivery is very good, and I think his timing is very good on it. Um, and I thought like it's great seeing the cast back. Like Willem Dafoe being in a giant Hollywood blockbuster somehow in 2022 is fucking awesome. That rules. Willem Dafoe is so fucking good in it. He's so, he's so great. And he does all his own stunts. How old and now, is granted, he? Uh, he's old. And now, granted, like, when I say he does his own stunts, he doesn't do that many. Like, he's pretty, like, stationary. But he if still anything, does them. If anything, that limited the movie in terms of what the Green Goblin could do because Willem had to be able to do it. Yeah, we want to do it, a flip over, over Spider-Man and then, like, just pummels away at him. But instead, yeah. he's just going to walk behind him and hit it's, him it's, it's such a weird cast, though, because, like, you have all the amazing Spider-Man villains and stuff in there. Um, and then also you have like all of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man stuff in there, so it's such a bizarre cast. Like it's Benedict Cumberbatch and Willem Dafoe playing superheroes, and it's like, oh, this is so weird. What a weird movie! Like this is so strange. And you paid like hundreds of millions of dollars to make this thing. There is that moment in a lot of those movies where you look <laughs> at the cast and you're like, you could you could aim for a much you know higher. Not standard a movie because whatever, but like a much a much classier type of movie with this cast. Yeah, not, not Guardians of the Galaxy because Batista will just ground that in the popcorn that it's supposed to be. But if if you, yeah, like if you look at like you know Benedict Cumberbatch plus Rachel McAdams plus uh, Tilda Swinton all in Doctor Strange, you're like you could just do a Shakespeare movie. What you don't have to do Doctor Strange. I uh, I think honestly that Stephen would like the new Spider Man a lot because the big ensemble cast where everyone in it is very good and plays together very well. Mm. Um. And there's some really, really funny jokes in there, which, uh, again, Andrew Garfield is part of the uh, delivery on, and he just it, they completely nails it. Like he makes it so much funnier. I, I think he, I honestly think he's the funniest one in the film. He like his delivery is great. Okay, and uh, what, did you go to the cinema to see this? Because that's yeah, why I, I haven't pull, gone to see it. I pulled the Stephen. I uh, I I had some free time, and I knew everyone else was busy. And so I looked up and they had a, an IMAX screening of the Spider-Man film. And it was on at a time where I knew no one would really be there. So I, just, I went by myself. I, I, just, I figured, fuck it. Um, so I went to see it in IMAX for a tenor. It was fantastic. Oh, well, how, how full was the cinema? 
There was about 20 of us total, and that's being generous. There was probably actually about 15. I, I just couldn't really tell because it was spread out so much. But there was probably only about 20 people there. It was not busy at all. And I was in the middle by myself. So like the entire like middle of the cinema where I was sitting was completely empty. You just let um, out a massive fart when you came in so everyone avoided yeah. anywhere near you. I actually sat on someone's lap and farted just so that they'd leave. And I was like, yeah, perfect. The cinema to myself. Ugh. Yeah, because I wanted to go see it um, after Christmas, and then my brother caught COVID, so none of us were yeah. allowed to leave the house for two. For, no, how long? Uh, <laughs> five. How long? No, it was two weeks. It was two weeks. I wasn't allowed to come back up to Dublin because if you get driven up by your parents and you stay and live alone afterwards, that's still just one big long train of living alone or of not, not leaving the house. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. No, uh, I, thought, I thought it was very good though, and I think it's well. It's. I ha- I wasn't interested in seeing Black Widow, even though it's free to stream now. I I'm not interested really, to be honest. Um, that Shang Chi movie came out, and I was sold on that movie being a more grounded, choreographed movie. And then I seen the trailer and seeing how much CG was in the trailer, I was like, well, I was lied to, so I'm not watching that. That that's fucking mm-hmm. out. This isn't a kung fu movie. This is a fucking nuttered Marvel movie. And if I'm gonna see that, like, give me a good one. I don't want to see this fucking knockoff. And the Eternals came out and everyone slammed it. And it's the first one I've seen getting slammed. So I was like, oh, I don't really care to see this either. So the <laughs> Spider-Man one was the first one where I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go see it. And it's, it's, it's honestly very good. I liked it a lot. Um, your first time back in the cinema. It's the first time I've been in this. I was in at Halloween to see the latest Halloween film. And that's hmm. the first time I've been in in about two years. You so I was in once your, last year. You broke your duck with Halloween, of all things. Yes. Dan, I mean, I, if I broke mine with film, Fast and Furious 9, so I don't know. Dan, if there's one I, film that's going to be empty, it's the latest Halloween film. <laughs> I'm I, went good. Back the James, I went back for the James Bond movie, but more recently I went back for Matrix. We went to see Matrix. Oh, and was it we good? Went, we went, uh, I liked it, yeah. I mean, it's going pan. Okay. I really liked it. Yeah, when, when, then, when you say I liked it, it normally means I'm not fully confident in generalizing this opinion. I just... I, personally i enjoyed it but i don't know if well, i'll people, objectively say it's good the people with i thought i thought it was hmm. the only criticisms i would have would be that i suppose very fast list now it didn't it lacked the kind of the set pieces the kind of the internal scenery set pieces everyone seemed very alone in the whole thing and that might have been a deliberate aesthetic choice but you could obviously see that it was filmed during social distancing. That much was like really plain, plain to see. There was no big crowds of real life people, except for like yeah. one scene at the very end, and that was limited in size and scope. And the rest was quite obviously CG and set pieces. Yeah, that's that's the, an interesting point. Yeah, because like so much of the original Matrix and all the the original trilogies, like iconic moments are like hmm. based on being in a crowd, like the the woman in the yeah. red dress, yeah. or all of the Smiths, all of that. Yeah, that's I never or thought the of yeah. naked sex party. In the cave. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just a massive I, naked masturbation party. Fucking, I forgot. I forgot about the weird massive naked sex party. Oh, how could you possibly forget about it? It's the weirdest scene of all of them. <laughs> this is what we fight the machines for—to live underground and have orgies, just yeah, as exactly. mole people. But it's but so it, weird because, like, it's Morpheus doing his speech, and it keeps intercutting with like just Neo and Trinity fucking the whole time, and it's such <laughs> a weird scene. It was great. It, Morpheus the, um, gives such a good speech, it turns everyone on. That's like the highest <laughs> level of, of oratory. Look, if I was if I was Lawrence Fishburne, listening to Lawrence Fishburne give a speech like that, I'm sure I'd be turned on too. They, they say Julius Caesar had to allow for 15 minutes after his pre-battle speeches to let all the soldiers have a wank before they went off. I mean, in, in fairness, though, that's Jesus just because they're Romans. That has actually nothing to do with anything. They're just Romans. They're just horny all the time. Caesar was open about it. I came, I saw, I conquered. It was, it was clear <laughs> from the beginning. <laughs> Vanny Vidivici, Venal Vidivici. I uh, I heard the only the only real negative I keep seeing echoed about the new Matrix is that Keanu Reeves doesn't do a whole lot fight scene wise. I heard he's very stationary in it. He's um, fucking sixty odd. I mean, I, I understand the complaints though because you know you you look at John Wick, which is still being produced, and also one mm. came out recently. And in John Wick, he's very active. Obviously not nearly as active as he would have been, you know, 20 mm. years ago. But he's still very active. And I heard that, like, he's not in the new one. And people didn't like that too much. But I also, I don't really think that I would have gone to see, you know, The Matrix 4 in 2021, expecting it to be a giant kung fu movie. 
there was lots of kung fu in it. Yeah, but I don't think I would have expected to go see like Keanu Reeves in a giant kung fu movie in 2021. Like I think I would have thought it would have been more story based than anything at this stage. It was. I felt I felt I had a stake in that movie. I, I yeah, it made me feel strongly about the whole thing, and um, I think it, I think it's the happy ending that that Neo and Trinity deserve. Okay, so you're looking forward to the fifth one. Yep. <laughs> well, now I know they got a happy ending. I don't want to see it. Give no, no, more. it means an actual happy ending. It goes, to, it cuts to the scene in the cave, <laughs> <laughs> and she's just going to town. <laughs> the Matrix is just a hallucination that also, Neo had while getting a massage. I <laughs> do want to see it. I'm going to see it soon, hopefully. Weird casting choice I thought was uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris is in it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a weird choice from the trailer. I thought that what a weird guy to be involved in the Matrix. Like that's, it just he's, seems like that's a bit of a weird tr- choice. He's no, really it works. Weird in general. It works. It works. It is works. he good in it? Okay. I'm not going to say he, he's he's good, but I'm not <laughs> okay. he, he, like he's in many respects. He is like obviously Neil Patrick Harris. Okay. I think that casting choice is a deliberate sandbag, and it works great. <laughs> just asking Kenner is the high five. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. But like, I, do you ever? I don't know. I get w- very weird vibes from Neil Patrick Harris whenever he's in something. Like, I feel like he, yeah, like you say, he always plays a version of himself, but like mm. a less charming version of himself. Like he's clearly, you know, super charismatic when you see him in real life or presenting award shows or anything. Mm. But then when that's put in, in movies, he just comes across very, very strangely. Well, I, I mean, that's what's. What's that's why he was good in Gong. I think uh, it's an incredibly, I think it's an incredibly wise casting decision. I've no okay. idea whether they did did what they did deliberately, but I don't want to wreck it for you guys. But I think uh, the casting choice for Neil Patrick Harris has an outsized effect on the plot. I think it's, um, yeah, I'm not going to wreck it, but I think that I think it was a deliberate decision for okay. effect for for plot effect. Okay. I'm done with you'll, that. See, I don't... you'll see. You'll see what I'm. Anyone who's seen the film may or may not know what I'm. See what I'm talking about. But if you, yeah, examine your examine your feelings if you've seen the film and tell and text in and tell us how you felt. Write in. Write 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 to your show and and tell us whether you agree with me this me and this or not. I think Adam and Dan are gonna see what I mean. Probably. I I I'll, I'll get back. I'll I'll bring it up on the podcast when I see it. Hopefully, I'll see it soon. Um, but. On the subject of Neil Patrick Harris, what's the movie that you think of, Dan, when you think of Neil Patrick Harris in film? Because obviously How I Met Your Mother is there, but that's a that's a different beast entirely. Like, well, if you think of Neil Patrick Harris in movies, what's the first movie that comes to mind? Starship Troopers. Make okay. it four. And I think that's why I don't trust them. <laughs> fair, fair. And also I think, I think of, I think of what Harold did he do and Kumar. In, what, did he, what did he do in Starship Troopers? I don't even remember him being that. He was... Um... He was like the friend who vanishes and then sh- joins like the equivalent of like oh, the he's SS. the propaganda wing. Yeah, he, sho- he shows up at the end as like a full Nazi, but like <laughs> is on is on Earth's side, so it's not like mm. bad, bad. It's just, <laughs> but it's still, yeah. Like, yeah. No, no yeah, one's he's like, oh, he's, he's obviously space Gestapo, like. Yeah, like no, no one's like, oh, he's our enemy now, but he's there, like I think in a full like leather. T- I I seem to remember him essentially wearing like nearly the full Hugo Boss ensemble at the very end. <laughs> nice, nice, yeah. nice. I haven't seen um, that movie in a long time. Yeah, Harold and Kumar is another reason. I think I think these are the movies where I'm getting the the weird vibe from him. And then they do that really well in Gone Girl because he's supposed to be a quite a, a weird, creepy character, but with like a veneer of being nice <laughs> and charming. So I think like that works well. But every other movie I've seen him in, which to be fair isn't that many, I'm just kind of like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. He's not a big film actor. He's a mm. he's a mostly a Broadway guy. In fairness, at this yeah. point. Well, I mean, you know, that's fine. It's just, you know, he did the Smurfs and then he clocked <laughs> out of movies. In fairness, <laughs> if I had to do two Smurf movies, I'd probably quit film too. <laughs> All right, someone, uh, we've, been, we've been rambling about movies for a while. Someone hit us with a topic. If you had to go back in time, mm-hmm. to any partic- if you had to go back in time to any particular period in world history, what would it be? And it can't be, can't be in the 20th century. Do I have to stay there? Or is it just no, a visit? No, you're just going as a tourist. Okay. Yeah, because that changes it a lot. Um, however, however, there's no guarantee that, like going to somewhere dangerous in, on Earth, that you will actually make it back alive or with all of your teeth. Okay. Okay, so disease could fuck. Well, it would probably fuck me up less if I go through a human period. But what if I go back to like the dinosaur period and get like dinosaur syphilis or something? You can bring. By the way, you can Are you bring like fuck the you dinosaur? can bring 
you can bring one carry-on bag with with stuff with you. Oh, that's where would you go? What would you bring? You know, I see. My my thinking is that if you probably went to like any of the great uh, historical cities, like Rome and Spain, it actually probably wouldn't be as good as you think because it wouldn't be clean and it would smell of shit and. Uh, everything would be dirty because mm. they didn't have the technology to properly clean stuff then. So I think I want to go back to something really weird, like the dinosaur period, and just mm. have a look at some di- have a look at some dinosaurs. Isn't there a pretty strong period you get eaten though? Not necessarily. I mean, like it depends on how long I'm going for. Like if I just if I just wander about until I push the return button, the moment I see a tyrannosaurus running towards me, I'm like goodbye. No, no, I just want I just want to I just want to stress. So like. This is the equivalent of going somewhere on a cheap Ryanair flight and staying for <laughs> a week or ten days. You don't have the option to go back. Uh, you don't have the and, go You don't have the option to go back until until a preordained t- until your flight home is like boarding. Uh, can I can I like choose which part of society I enter in? Like, what if I go back to ancient Rome during oh, yeah. Cali- Caligula and just join in the orgies? Oh, you could totally join in the orgies, but you got to figure out how you're going to pass at the orgies when you don't speak Latin. Fair. I just point to my penis. Eh? <laughs> eh? <laughs> mm. That's Sense interesting. Rules. I what I do is I go back to the to the um to when when the Anglo Irish Treaty is signed and can't be just, can't be twentieth century. We've already uh, discussed this. Has to be has to be pre pre twentieth century. I would go what, back what, to when the Act of Union is signed and just put the word "not" in front of it. <laughs> Hmm. And again, I ah. did a statue on O'Connell Street. Not Purcell Street. Mysterious time traveler. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would go back probably before probably before like a global phenomenon happens, just knowing like mm. before like a sport was created, like an official sport, and then like just take credit for it. Like just <laughs> like, go back. Go back long enough where you're the inventor of soccer now, and that's it. Mm. Like you, you the, the fucking global, the most global sport in the world is now attributed to you. I thought like I'd name it like Adam Ball or something. But so, so, the, so football obviously existed for like it never was invented, but what they did do was formalize the rules in a pub. So I just visualize you going back and going around to everyone, like, come on, lads, rules to football in the pub, let's go. <laughs> Sounds like a great day. <laughs> Come on, guys. We have to figure out the rules to Adam Ball. <laughs> What's Adam Ball, you say? Well. well. <laughs> but actually, I packed the wrong. I packed the wrong stuff in the suitcase over, so it's a rugby ball. I'm like, fuck it. We'll make it. We'll make it work. We'll make it work. Yeah, I guess that. I guess I. I guess I just steal. Feel like a <laughs> like a culturally important uh, <laughs> phenomenon just for myself. Like just just to ruin it for everyone. <laughs> go back to when they're unveiling the Sistine Chapel and come up and be like, thank you, yes, it was a lot of work. <laughs> but then like also put a weird rule in where like if someone scores a hat-trick, the goalie has to take off their shorts for the rest of the game, so they just have to like stand there with their mickey hanging out and try to catch the ball. <laughs> How do I make football sexier? <laughs> it's coming to the 69th minute, you know what that means. Ooh. Well, because they'd ask, to be like, oh, what's a hat-trick? He'd be like, ah, well, you know, clearly a hat-trick is We've lost Adam. No, we'll you never, never know what a hat trick is. It's, it's where you hang the—you have to hang a hat in your dick. That's why it's a hat trick. <laughs> you get an extra goal if you can spin it around. Uh, what about you? Um. Well, I was thinking about hmm, the prospect of. Uh, well, but this is all prompted by a YouTube video I watched from a channel called. Uh, it's a channel called Told in Stone, who talks a lot about ancient Rome, who did a three-part series on uh, tourism in ancient Rome for time travelers. So it's all about what shit you could, what shit you should bring back to pay your way, because obviously you're not going to have, you're not going to be able to like mm. bring back ancient Roman coins. So he says, just go to the supermarket, pick up a load of turmeric, sell it, you'd be grand. Oh, okay. Uh, so, uh, so, so in this, in the the real question you were getting at was like. Essentially, that we can't bring any shit back with us properly. Like, well, you you totally could, whatever you can fit in your bag. No, yeah, but like, I'm sure it'd be much easier for me to go back to the Victorian period with a few Victorian pound coins or guineas and be a fucking hmm. rich man. 
than mm. it is to go back to yeah ancient Rome with it if you, and try to get some denarii. I'm sure they're very hard to come by. <laughs> if I could do successive travels, what I do is go back, you know, to just before the euro conversion, change all my euros for pounds or punts, go back to the decimal conversion, change them back, and just keep going back to the previous point of currency conversion and slowly accumulate more and more money because of uh, inflation throughout time. Yeah, well, like obviously, there's great ways of making money in that in the space of that week, and and they all involve lodging amounts of money in in your safe, name, safe in your name, and in, in industries that you know are going to be safe-ish. But like, how do you make your investment survive like two world wars? Invest in arms. Invest in Hugo Boss. That's one for sure. Um, I don't know, an indexed fund based in Switzerland, maybe. I'm sure I'm they're sure. I'm sure there were a lot of people who made a shit ton of money out of World Wars. If you knew they were coming, you could yeah. plan for them. I mean, get into steel, coal, or oil, I guess. You're really into the big commodity markets. What's, what's become those, um, who are they? Those three dudes in Germany who were like very unpopular during the interwar period because they were seen as being like war profit, like Thyssen. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the other ones. Yeah, Krupp, and I can't remember the other dude. Uh, just do that. Invest in their companies. Or, or something in South America. It's been reasonably sta- it was reasonably stable there, I think. I don't know what you could go to South America and invest in farm machinery or something. Farm machinery, make... that's one. Yeah, I was invest in a big invented. US tractor company. What's the best thing you could invent if you went back in time? Like like starting, you know, obviously if you went back ten thousand years you could invent fire or the wheel, no problem. But like, what's how, how how what would be the least far you need to go back to? Invent but you'd never something? get money. You'd never get money for inventing the wheel. No, but you could conquer all the neighboring tribes and become big king. You run them over with your in, car in a week. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, with, this the is a, of, with the contents of a school bag or a carry-on I'm, bag. I, I, I'm reframing the question slightly now, just in terms of going back in time and, and amazing people of modern technology and modern knowledge. Because mm. you couldn't you couldn't tell them a discovery because they just wouldn't believe you. You go in and be mm. like, the Earth's round. And they'd like eat you. <laughs> they eat you. Eat this guy's a witch. Let's eat him. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'd be reasonably confident I could invent the chariot in a week and give it. Yeah. To Would it be useful though? I mean, you'd be better off inventing the stirrup. Depends on who I give it to. I show up into the middle of Victorian London, walk right up to Disraeli, and I'm like, "Behold the chariot, <laughs> my boy. We already have those." <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, the stirrup would be a big one. I don't mm-hmm. think I could invent a bow. I think I'd you invent like, steel. I'd explain the concept of a bow and then fuck it. I wouldn't be able to invent. St- I need. I have to invent a smelter first. But none of this is. And anyway, why, <laughs> you are, you, why are you thinking about inventing stuff when this is supposed to be a holiday? Because that's like the classic thing of time travel. You go back and you show everyone your phone, and they're like, "Behold, <laughs> magic!" But then you wouldn't actually have a clue how it actually. Yeah, then they, they and then they well, eat it you. Would, well, it wouldn't work because there's no fucking cell towers. There's no phone reception in the past. Yeah, and then you get burnt as a witch. <laughs> but they're still playing with the phone as you're burning. <laughs> this, this looks not <laughs> like a bird. I guess that's why they call this Tinder. <laughs> Just go back with a fucking Tommy gun. <laughs> <laughs> I rule this city now. <laughs> Right. Yeah, just bring loads of rounds of ammo. But okay, I can kill a hundred people. See, but I, you don't but I need loads of rounds of ammo. Thousands. Yeah, you just need to fake into them thinking you can do this whenever you need. Mm. And then they're like, "Well, fuck, we're not messing with this fucking guy." <laughs> do you know but what I, I would do? Do you know what I would do if it, if it was something that I wanted to make money out of? Because I can bring stuff back in my carry bag. Well, go. I would I would go to uh, Hong Kong immediately following the British invasions of China, whatever the Opium Wars or whatever. And and acquire loads of imperial king dynasty uh, ornaments, seals, wet jade seals in particular. Fill up the bag with those, bring them back, and then slowly trickle them onto the uh, Irish market or trickle them onto the international auction ma- market over the course of the next number of years uh, by basically inferring that they were collected by Irish great houses in antiquity and have just kind of come out of the come out of the floorboards of the cupboards. Trickle them on, maintain scarcity in the market, and you could you could definitely sell them on like, now. Could do the they, same. Could do the same with uh, relics of any. Uh, same. What are the? Yeah, like that. That's the Chinese antiquities are huge at the moment. 
So but you're, be, you're being too reasonable where you're slowly mm. going to release this. Go fucking massive with one thing that no one will believe you actually have. But if you can sell, you'd get billions. Like what the Holy Grail. The Holy, uh, Grail. the Holy you'd Grail of archaeological it. items is the Holy Grail. Oh. Who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna like certify it as the real holy grail? Nobody. I don't, exactly. I don't know. You bring back Jesus, have him confirm it. <laughs> hey mate, you know what this is? <laughs> Not a there's, also, there's probably Sorry. more of a market for those jade seals among like Chinese businessmen now. Especially I would bring the, bring the twelve Jackie Chan talismans back. <laughs> oh cool. <laughs> Jackie <laughs> What a great show. I love that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> What's that getting on Netflix? What was, his, um, uh, what was his magic chant? Was it like Umo Gue 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 Zao or something like that? It, just uh, like... It, that might literally be it on the <laughs> fucking nose. That's the same. Uh, I remember that and I remember Iggy Pop's penis, but nothing else. <laughs> Yikes. Maybe you could maybe you could go back in time, lop off Iggy Pop's penis and sell it in a jar. I think they were impressed with big old dicks back then because mm. everyone was fucking pantsless. I've probably seen that a lot could, more often. I wonder if it, if there'd be any money whatsoever in like going back to Mozart and Beethoven and getting them to autograph stuff for you. <laughs> all right, mate, sign here. Yeah, all Just put it in a like, just put it in like a Swiss bank for the next three hundred years and whip it out. Fair. How? Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe. Maybe those things are common, though. Maybe that's not well, like, worth that much. Well, no, because yeah. they'd be able to they'd be able to verify that the signature is correct. You no, no, I, mean? I, so, I think they could believe it, or that you could plausibly do it. But maybe it's just like actually Mozart, you know, signed a shit ton of shit in his life. <laughs> he wouldn't stop signing things. <laughs> it's worth nothing. He signed literally everything. You owe us money. <laughs> yeah, you've wasted our time. That'd be eighty-five dollars. Uh, all right, Dan, do you have a topic for us this week? Yeah, so if you, like, what's your big concept? Your big, like, if you, if you were to indulge, if you had all the time in the world, got a year off work, um, what would you, what would be the big creative thing you'd do or the thing you could take, you, you think you could make money off of? Mm. Uh, I mean, I don't know, make money off of. And, and assuming you had the requisite talent here. Um, so one of the things that I mean, I guess I guess it's so far in the future, it doesn't really matter. One of the things that I've wanted to do for a very long time and something that I'll probably do at some point mm. is I will create certain web comics and then give people the option to like put out a page of it online every single day for people that don't want to buy it, they can still read along and they can follow it daily for these updates or have the option to buy the book in advance. Mm. And like you don't have to spend any money on it. You can literally wait it out and you will see the end of this book, the end of the story, or you can have it now. I want mm. to stop um, people from leaking that. They can leak it if they want. There'll be no real point to it though. You know, you're going to see it all anyway. Yeah, that's true. And also you've already given me the money. So all you're doing is putting something out that I was already doing myself. So, I mean, yeah, you got me, I guess. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah good point. Like, if someone pays me to do the thing I was already doing, I was like, hey, great, you can just go there and see it instead. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for saving me the time. What would, be your, what would your webcomic be about? Uh, I have various stories and stuff that I was, like, like, playing around with for a while, and I'd probably just, like, do some of them. Uh, like, I write a lot of, like, or play around with ideas of, like, a lot of different kind of, like, detective-type stories. Um, because I think that... I think mystery stuff lends itself really well to a visual format, and I feel like it's more fun in a visual format to to do that. And plus, you can also like you could lay clues out in the background of images and stuff that would be very obvious if you pointed it out in a book. Like, why are you writing about this thing there if it has no meaning? Whereas, if there's something that you're inadvertently highlighting in the background of an image, it makes it more fun because it starts speculation and stuff so there's a lot of like a lot of the stuff that i play around with idea wise is a lot of like detective type stuff and there are different mediums too but yeah usually detective type stuff you could do that in the book by just listing every single thing in the room one of these is relevant but there's too many to pick ah the george (laughs) rr martin approach what about you steve i wasn't listening what were we talking about 
<laughs> like, <laughs> what's like your big idea? Like the thing, if you had the time, the money, and the skill set, that that's what you would do as your like one one of your future uh, as something's projects from my what what I think my legacy ought to be. Um, not even necessarily a legacy, but like if you could do it as a money maker or as a big as a big creative thing in the future, what would it be? Um, I don't know. If it, if I had infinite money, I would probably sponsor uh, medical training for the third world. Um, because there's a shortage of doctors and healthcare workers everywhere, and to the extent that it's becoming a real problem for the world, there just isn't the teaching capacity and. Uh, number of people going into the profession of medicine that um, to to keep up basically with the world's growing population. And if Ch- you had infinite Ch- money, would you not do that yourself? Would you not train as a doctor yourself as well? Oh fuck no! I'm not going back to college. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Stephen's like oh I just, I just put money into all these doctors being trained. I was like I'd write comic books. i don't think i I honestly think i don't think i'd be very good a very good doctor i i don't think like you're you're dying see you later i've had i've had i've had enough of college that i just wouldn't want to retrain um or i'd have difficulty encouraging myself to retrain in such a specialized and academic field like i couldn't i I used to live with a doctor i wouldn't have i wouldn't have the energy to that's yeah. seven years or nine years of medical training. I just couldn't. That's, I, I couldn't. That's the big I couldn't thing. Do it. Yeah, fair. I, I, I used to live with a doctor who retrained in his mid twenties. Mm. It was exhausting. You need to be a teenager when you start this. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise. What was just, he before? Uh, pharmacist. Mm. Oh, okay. So he like, realized like, he wasted four if years. If I started, if I started <laughs> training as a doctor now, I'd be forty before I was qualified. Man, I want to write these notes. I think. Oh man. I don't know. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, I, I think that's how long doctor training takes. Typically, yeah. Yeah, I did. Well, consider, you have to get I all your consider... undergrad sciences stuff done first, yeah. and then you can do your pre med stuff, and then you can do your actual medicine training. Well, I suppose I have an undergraduate and a master's degree, so maybe it would... let's see how long would it take. How long would it take me to train as a doctor? Medical training I don't... with arts degree. Adam, <laughs> <laughs> Adam, save this clip for ten years' time when Steve is qualifying as a doctor, and we play this at the party. Here's the genesis of the idea. Medical training with arts degree. Uh, graduate entry, Bachelor of Medicine, Bachelor of Surgery. I guess that's what we're looking for. There you um, go. You can be a surgeon. You'd like to couple things together. <laughs> uh, Who's going to edit this guy? Do you mean operate a, on this so guy? It's yeah. A, <laughs> so it's a four, there's a four-year course for the Bachelor of Medicine anyway. Um, hang on, doctor qualification. Like, I think non-consultant hospital doctor would be where you, you can start basically practicing. But qualification. Adam, you say that word, the, the the M word that Steve was saying there. Medical medicine. What did I say? Yeah. No, that's what you said. But how do you say that word? Medicine. Yeah, medicine. You say you say it the British way. Medicine. 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 <laughs> medicine. That's Watson's assistant. Medical. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a a five-year degree in medicine recognized by the general medical council that's for the uk okay so i wouldn't be quite 45 i'd be 36 (laughs) you wouldn't be 45 you'd be 36 (laughs) yeah those are the same numbers (laughs) (laughs) yeah that five-year degree in medic uh yeah i don't think anyone i don't think anyone. a very shit career too yeah that's what i mean i don't think anyone could be a doctor without wanting to be a doctor but the best um, thing, the best job relating to doctoring is doctor's spouse. Not the, yeah. <laughs> That's true. You should marry a doctor. Yeah, the only, right. My main friend who's a doctor is marrying another doctor. And I'm like, what a waste. What yeah. a waste of, of, of two, two lives of luxury right there. Pursuing so which one career, is quitting? Pursuing a medical career will mean between oh. 10 and 16 years of schooling <laughs> and a lifetime of learning. Uh, Everyone fucking friend. says that. Students yeah, want sure. doctors for the GPs or otherwise we need to make the decision we'll need to make the decision by the time they're 15 or 16. <laughs> That's when you begin studying for the leaving certificate. And if only you were half your age, Steve. Need to take English, Irish, maths, and a third language to be eligible for med school. That's not true. That's what it says. Look, this is what it says on this random GP's website. Oh, here, Leaving cert requirements. Students enter medical school straight out of secondary school, so the scores make the leaving cert would be what determines if you're accepted. 
an honors degree in two subjects, both sciences, both of them sciences. Um, I did physics. Stephen, you should apply for medicine on the CAO and see what happens. Absolutely. I don't think <laughs> I can apply it for anything on the CAO at the moment. Why? Straight A1s in five subjects and an A2 in the sixth. Well, I didn't do that. Um, pretty pretty high five. Uh, HPAT. University requirements. So you pass your leaving cert exams in your HPAT Ireland. Okay, so to do the... You have to do the health professions admission test or HPAT Ireland, testing my reasoning, problem solving, and interpersonal skills. Uh, graduate. Uh, it doesn't say how much graduate it requires. It'd be funny if you could bypass all of that. Do some other, do some other BA and then just go in afterwards. Well, I think you can. I mean, you can I do mean, that with law. Yeah, you oh, can do you that definitely with, do with law. It takes like one year. Uh, I know it's, it's really funny that people do like law for three years and then there's someone else who <laughs> fucked about doing arts for three years and there's a master's and like I'm the same as you now graduate entry <laughs> medical program four-year program produce doctors who are confident confident and caring entry requirements click here this is at UL are you L? because you're looking well um, <laughs> Jesus uh, oh, just go straight to the medicine homepage uh, what the fuck how to apply EU applicants, non-EU. Oh, I'm fully lost here. Let's claim that you're an EU applicant. In my country, we pronounce medicine like journalism. <laughs> yeah, babe. <laughs> like Hunter S. Thompson. I'm a doctor. Doctor of journalism, baby. Woo! <laughs> I come from the Moldovan Dublin, not, not the Irish one. <laughs> Graduate. Oh, okay. Graduate entry medicine. Right, well, okay. Uh, uh, actually, there was a virtual open day at the RCSI like two days ago. Should have um, gone. I just made it really apartment. awkward for everyone when you asked. Now, I don't, you know, I'm not a leaving cert student. Can I do medicine? And just had the person <laughs> fumble through an answer for you. Uh, <laughs> maybe you're minimum, minimum, minimum English language requirements. Right. Uh, need to be able to read a good standing. Previous applicants who have been previously discontinued from any academic institution are deemed not to be in good standing. Fitness to practice, student vetting, guard of vetting, health screening. Uh, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. I, lo I love academic requirements. standing requirements because and there's still some um, references for things uh, mm. that you can only get from people in good standing in the community, and it gives you a list of who counts as being in good standing. And it's just a list of the, it's just the professions. It's just a doctor and a lawyer are good standing. <laughs> oh, here's your, here's your answer. Here's your answer. Holder expect to hold by July prior to entry a competitive GPA or a minimum of an upper second class honors from an accredited undergraduate bachelor degree. The degree can be in any discipline. Journalism, here there we go, go, baby. <laughs> I think, I think the three of us should fill out the CAO form this year and see if any of us get accepted <laughs> into being doctors. <laughs> Absolutely not. I can't afford medical school. I probably well, can't I mean, afford the application fee. Well, so here's the deal, right? We fill it out. We see if any of us get accepted. If all three of us get accepted, we have to go to medical school and become doctors. Do you think maybe there are other roles in the world healthcare system that our skill sets would be more suited for? Let us say communications, um, public health communications, um, data analytics. That kind of that's thing. Just, maybe that's just my maybe uh, you didn't even maybe, put the word health before. Yeah, but you just <laughs> you just decide what bank branches to shut down. No, now <laughs> I can decide what limbs to shut down. <laughs> <laughs> just tweeting out loud. Yeah, you should take that foot. <laughs> <laughs> Lose the foot, baby. Your your liver is not meeting its KPIs. I'm afraid. <laughs> oh mercy. Yeah. No, I don't think there's any anything I could bring to the table in terms of uh not the surgical table, mind you. But I don't think there's anything I could bring to the table without completely retraining because <laughs> my my skill set's fucking useless. Like I I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe they at some point could need someone with a computer science degree and I could I could I could pick that up, I guess, but yeah. that's about it. Ah. <laughs> oh. Tanya, this is the year we all become doctors. <laughs> and if that fails, we all have law as the backup, so we'll all be lawyers by this time next year. <laughs> <laughs> so this is completely left field, but have you seen that they're doing a remake of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air 
as a no. drama one hour long TV special. I did hear that. I don't yeah, need, I don't need this in my life. I never even Who watched needs the Fresh Prince. Yeah, I, I think they just watched that one scene with Will Smith and Prince Phil. And we'll, uh, mm. Not Prince Phil. Prince Phil. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Prince Phil. <laughs> Uncle Phil. And they're like, yeah, let's just do a show about that. I'm pretty I'm sure send, they did it. I'm yeah. sending you to that austere Scottish reformatory I play in the crown. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they did a um, a like reunion or remembrance special taping for like him during covid <laughs> and it's so weird because i mean that's fine if you want to do like a remembrance thing but it wasn't even like any kind of like milestone or anything or like any kind of like uh, anniversary of his death it was just a random thing they did and it was really strange like what like what an odd time to do it like why now what, what, what a weird what, choice like the equivalent of sitting in silence and all of a sudden someone was like man i think it's just it's I just miss, them watching clips Whitney. Yeah, it's just them watching clips and like talking about him in real life and like getting upset and stuff. And it's like, I mean, that's fine, but you would think that this happened like, you know, just after he passed away or maybe like 10 mm. years after he's passed away. Not like randomly, like, you know, just just done out of nowhere. What a weird decision. Like who, who, who decided on this? I can't imagine anything worse than reminiscing about someone and getting emotional and it on being TV. filmed for television. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I'd hate I don't that. want my loved ones viewing me being emotional, let alone <laughs> the entire of America. Let alone on television. Fair. Yeah, I'm I'm Fair. not even willing to appear happy on television. <laughs> <laughs> or the podcast. Even that's given too much away. Hey, I'm smiling. It just doesn't come across in my cold, see aggressive it. tone. <laughs> it's an audio <laughs> podcast, man. I've never I, seen a smile. I don't know how to inject a smile into my voice. What am I like this? Does this help? Has anyone seen the new Bob's Burgers? Huh? <laughs> I I'd, I'd de- demonstrate how smiling changes your, your timbre of voice, but I've got a really bad cold sore at the moment, so I don't want to. Okay, um, give me a sentence and I'll say it's smiling and not smiling. Peas and cabbage, peas and cabbage, peas and cabbage. Okay, peas and cabbage, peas and cabbage, peas and cabbage. That's not smiling. Here's smiling. Peas and cabbage, peas and cabbage, peas and cabbage. Louder. That's... See? It's louder. Ah, I'm really happy to be here now that I can just shout the entire time and <laughs> fool people. <laughs> oh, you're so much happier now, Dan. I can't believe it. The smile has finally come true. I'm just imagining some therapist talking to their patient who, you know, who's combating depression and just saying, have you tried being a bit louder? Just shouting a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I guess I had a topic that I was going to bring up today, but I think since we've gone a little bit long already, I'll save that for the next recording. But mm. I've, I've been having really bizarre dreams this whole year so far. Like mm. every fucking night, just weird dreams. And I never dream. I never remember my dreams. I, I wake up and it's just, I'm just awake. Mm. But I've been having really bizarre fucking dreams like for the last like nine days running or 10 days, whatever date we're at now. It's really fucking bizarre. And like the weirdest one, and even laughed at me when I told her this. <laughs> but the weirdest one... The weirdest one was that the other day I had a dream that me and Aoife moved into a new place. <laughs> and so the place we moved into was at the top floor of this like apartment building. And like, so you could see like kind of down the stairwell down to like the ground floor. And there's like, you know, like different like floors you could see down on, on the way down. And we moved in and we're like getting the keys for this place and stuff. And, you know, we're going over everything with the landlord and the landlord says like, yeah. And obviously when there's a house inspection, uh, make sure you don't go outside in, outside the apartment and we were like well yeah i mean you know that that's fine she was like yeah because <laughs> the house inspection is done by a gorilla <laughs> what <laughs> and in the dream you're one of the sounds like you know obviously very good at his job he's great at the house inspection but it is a gorilla so he will kill you <laughs> if he sees you <laughs> <laughs> And, oh God, and so we're God. like, well, that makes sense. Yeah, like the gorilla, well, of course, it'll kill us. It's a gorilla. It makes perfect sense. And so, <laughs> and so, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know what's funnier the idea that the gorilla can do the house inspection or your impression that gorillas are like immediately <laughs> going to kill you the moment they see you. Well, so she told us, she was like, you know, just don't, don't go outside the apartment because the gorilla will, of course, kill you. It's a gorilla. And we're like, yeah, it makes sense. It's a gorilla. It's going to do gorilla <laughs> shit. That's fine. And so we weren't sure if she was, if it was, if the house inspection was going on or not. So we looked over like the, 
like the banisters and like just down on the bottom floor there's just a gorilla marching back and forth being like oh. <laughs> marching, uh-huh. marching back and forth to the different doors of the apartments <laughs> and that was the dream oh we just we were in the middle of a house inspection by a gorilla and I don't know why I just, it, it doesn't make any sense to me so were you ever able to get out or is this one of those like you just have to live up there from now on get like food well, not up for now on you just have to wait till the house inspection's over and the gorilla goes home for the day because you know he, he still has a shift he has to do and then he goes home <laughs> they're not unreasonable in this in this world you know <laughs> they'll let him go home he just you know he has a job to do first <laughs> but i don't know what it is they're just so weird it's just it's been this week or this last like two weeks nearly constantly and i don't know what the fuck's going on with me <laughs> at, this, at this stage maybe you just expect them i do sort of love the idea and dreams that like how, how much you're willing to accept as just is is you know true when you're when you're in a dream like your ability to normalize stuff is fantastic but yeah i didn't uh-huh. even bat an eye she said the gorilla does the house inspection we're like yeah of course that's fine and of course yeah if we go outside the gorilla will kill us it's a gorilla <laughs> you don't want to fuck with a gorilla like it's you know that's fine we'll just stay indoors and have, you like, ever, yeah, great. have you ever had that thing happen in a dream where like there's a, a person in the dream and they're like simultaneously multiple people like i i, have, I remember having a dream where i was hanging out with it was initially the girl from stranger things and then I looked back, and after a while, it was my brother. And then I went back another, and later, and it was Gandalf. And it's just like this weird <laughs> fucking combination. But it was the same entity, the same character all the time. And I was never like, whoa, you're a different gender and personality now. It was just like, yeah, come along, girl from Stranger Things, brother Gandalf. <laughs> That's really weird. I think one time I had, I don't know for sure, but I think I was like, I think I had a lucid dream once before. And it was a really weird dream as well, because for some reason I was on some kind of like weird spaceship type environment. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck was going on in the dream. But I remember at some point during the dream thinking, oh, I'm a, like, I'm dreaming. Like, this has to be a dream. <laughs> like, this is all bizarre. And I guess that's what lucid dreams are. But it was really strange because like in the dream, then I just like I started being an asshole. I was like, I don't have to listen to this. I don't give a fuck if he's the captain. He's just saying, you're in my dream. I don't care. <laughs> and then they got really mad at me because I wouldn't pay attention to them, even though he's the captain. So I just kind of pissed off this starship. I I only only ever had those type of dreams when I was a teenager, which meant that immediately I was like, time to see some boob. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me. I think I'm just broken at this point. It was like as well, like I I didn't have any wedding related dreams leading up to the wedding. The day we came back from the wedding, I had a dream that we forgot to do something during the ceremony. That was vitally important, and they wouldn't declare us legally married unless we dragged everyone back up to Galway mm. and did the wedding beat for beat over again. It couldn't be just done again. We have to everyone like if someone sneezed thirty minutes in, they have to sneeze thirty minutes in again. So what? we just have to stop away for them to do it. And it was just like I was just like, well, shit, we just have to do it. So we kept calling people we knew, and they were getting mad at us because we kept telling them like, <laughs> no, you have to come back because it's it's legal. We have to do it. Fuck's sake. Thankfully, that's not the case. <laughs> I, oh, good. I guess I'd just not, be unmarried. Not the case yet. Yeah, that's true. When they go back over the footage, they'll be like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. This, is, this isn't up to code. <laughs> this wedding's <laughs> not up to code. <laughs> Sorry, this wedding has to be condemned. Tear it down, boys. <laughs> Someone get the gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> What's the weirdest dream you guys ever had? I never remember them. Uh... Yeah, I'm the same I, as you until I broke this year. Something weird happened about two weeks ago, but I can't remember what it was. I, no. have a, I have a memory, not of the dream, which happened like 15 years ago. I just have a memory of remembering the dream. So like, I, I remember telling people about it so often that I remembered that. And I remember the story, but not the actual dream. So this could have been <laughs> a lie I told 15 years ago that now even I have t- come to believe. But yeah. what I remember the story about the dream being is that myself and some other character who I can't remember were looking at a computer where um, there was the universe was in the computer. Like there was a file labeled universe. Mm. And if you click on it, the universe came up. And okay, good, good. P- panicking because that was a lot of responsibility and just going, don't worry, I got this and pushing the delete button. And yeah. the universe vanishes. And the person I was with just going, what did you do? What did you do? And I was like, I can fix it. And I re-click on the, um, the file. And when it yeah. just comes up, there's just a face going, what did you do? What did you do? And I remember waking up very well. I, don't remember, <laughs> I remember telling people I woke up very stressed. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Yeah, that is bizarre. That's almost as yeah. bizarre as the gorilla thing. It's not yeah. more bizarre, really. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know when you know when you uh, you know when you like you fall in the dream and you wake up and you like jump. You're like, oh shit! Yeah, because you fall, you've fallen over. <laughs> Fuck, the worst way to wake up. The weirdest time that ever happened to me was I had a dream that I was on the way home and I got alert on my phone to be like, oh, the the wind is picking up very bad. Everyone should get home immediately. It was like a red weather warning. I was like, ah, whatever, it's fine. And uh, it kept getting worse and worse and worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't believe I fucking remember this dream. I, and it was getting worse and worse and worse. So, like, in the, and it was starting to get, like, real bad. Like, the trees were, like, essentially, like, a tree was, like, blowing completely over, like, to the ground almost. It was getting so bad. And I was really struggling to try and get home. And then, like, there was, like, a brief kind of pause for a few seconds. It was like, oh, <laughs> perfect. I can get home now. And then it, like, came back. It was, like, three times stronger than ever. So I got blown away. So I, <laughs> so I got blown off my feet, but like in my dream, I like was screaming because I was getting blown around like a fucking tornado, essentially. So like I was just like in my dream, being like ah, ah. and then I woke up, I woke up in my bed, and I was like ah, <laughs> I was like thought I was getting blown around by a tornado. <laughs> that is, I I keep dreaming, I dream that I'm walking and I trip. And then I went, yeah, that's, oh, that's, typ- that's typically what it was. And that's, that's the one I, sp- I always remember as being like a bizarre one because I was just getting blown through the fucking air. And I'm a, I'm, I remember specifically because I have like an aerial view of Blanchardstown and I'm getting blown through the fucking sky overlooking everything. <laughs> so I'm just screaming through Blanchardstown. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe it's good that I typically don't remember dreams. I wish I could go back to those times. That was, well, that's, that was, a, that was a good life. I think they normally say that you dream a couple of times a night and you don't remember any of them. Yeah, well, isn't that like the the thing? Like you, like everyone dreams constantly. You just don't remember it at all. Like it's just it's gone as soon as you wake up. Although this could be one of those pop science things. It's complete bullshit. But someone said once, and everyone believes it. Maybe like the eight spiders a year thing. I eat at least thirty. <laughs> um, what's that? There's that web comic about like the importance of statistical anomalies. Like the average humans eating an average of eight spiders a year is completely skewed by spiders George, who eats a million a day. <laughs> I actually ate thirteen spiders at the start of the year, so they wouldn't come near uh-huh. me at night. <laughs> I'm gonna sleep peacefully this year, baby. 2021 is off to a good start. Just scary. I love the idea that like you're sitting there and a spider crawls down your throat and you don't realize it. And it's like, no, like if someone like drops a glass two houses over, I fucking wake up in the middle of the night. Like <laughs> there's no way anything's going down my fucking throat and I'm not going to remember it. <laughs> Except the wedding night. <laughs> Classic. Gotta make a gay joke where you can. <laughs> Shout out to all our gay listeners, I'm sure. Statistically, it has to be a lot of you. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, just statistic-wise, it's got to be. If you let us know you're there, we'll cater content to you. I, I, I just want to uh, be I, won't. I don't care who it's from. <laughs> we, we will all make out all the fucking times. <laughs> I, don't, I don't necessarily think that's the content they want. Aren't both of you, like, married? I am. Dan's not. <laughs> uh. Shit. You're superior to me. Dan, are you very worried about your upcoming wedding? I think my wedding is far enough away that the fourth wave will die down and the fifth wave will have just started by the time we do it. All of my friends are getting married. All of them. Wait till Rob announces he's engaged. I, I reckon to, that can't be far off. To the sky. <laughs> <laughs> he's just got to do a loop-de-loop and make a ring. <laughs> I think I'm the only bachelor left of my entire friend group. It's terrible. I mean, in fairness, COVID hasn't helped with that. No. <laughs> you know. Man, I fucking... By the time this comes out, this will be old news, but Bob Saget dies. Who? Very sad news. Yeah, Bob Saget died last night. Um, very sad oh. news. Only 65. Apparently, I'll, I've only ever heard good things about him, and everyone has just shared, shared good things. But I tried to read up on it, right? I opened one Twitter thread. I mm. got three comments down, and some fucking freak is talking about vaccine conspiracies unprovoked out of nowhere. People need to get a fucking life. Like, it's 2022. You need to get a fucking life at this point. I can't keep doing this. Like, I cannot believe I fucking unmuted all the COVID words I had on my Twitter. And, like, this is just my fucking life again. I just, I go on and it's like, oh, what's this about? And someone's like, yeah, I bought a car today. 
And then someone else replies like, yeah, you might have bought a car, but like, what about this COVID conspiracy? And it's like, how about you fuck off? Get <laughs> the fuck out of here. What the fuck are we doing? I can't escape it. It's fucking NFTs. It's fucking crypto land here. It's oh, fucking COVID conspiracies. Garbage. I cannot escape it anymore. Mm. Twitter's <laughs> the fucking pits. You just need to get off Twitter. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, seriously, it is. It's honestly, it's a fucking, it's a fucking dirt hole. Hate it. People <laughs> need to get fucking new hobbies. And then they, they, I'm not getting, I'm not getting into NFT. We'll be here for another fucking two hours. <laughs> I can't fucking, I can't do it. It just makes me mad. We're not getting into NFTs. There's no. no. Except for literally, we have actually minted 200 NFTs that you could buy uh, whenever you want. It is literally uh, half a millisecond of the episodes up to this point so far. Um, you don't get the whole episode, but you do get to claim that you own the one half a millisecond of each episode up to that point if you would like to buy them. And no and, one is allowed to listen to that again. And so, each one comes with a piece of artwork that I've done of a burning rainforest. And <laughs> and we will we will cut that half a millisecond out of the episodes and re-upload them with it missing entirely. So you can prove that you're the only one that can ever hear it again. We won't even hear it. Uh-huh. That's, a, just that's a brilliant way to explain away any future internet connection problems. I've been yeah, NFT. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. Took, if you if you want to listen to this segment of the episode, you got to write to this one guy who may put it in Zoom. <laughs> we won't be minting them, however. You can just you take our word for it; it'll be gone. You know, <laughs> it, look, look, Scouts Honor, Scouts, Scouts Honor, Scouts Honor. Wouldn't do you dirty like that. Not at Media Suplex. Um, <laughs> and with that, this has been episode thirty-nine. Happy New Year! Uh, there'll be more to come. Uh, and maybe further gaps. We'll find out if the world ends or not. Bye. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye. Don't stick your fingers in plugs. Or do. Or do. <laughs> Whatever. We're grown ups here. Maybe some of us are. Fucking turns out now we've got a 12 year old. Fo- now 12 is too old. I don't know what yeah. I think. A, ch- a six year old follower.